Welcome to the Baron's Hideout Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. And I'm your co-host, Aaron. Before we get into the movie, we want to take a second of your time to talk about where you can find us online. You can find us on Twitter, which is the BHO underscore podcast. Also on Instagram, which is the Baron's Hideout underscore podcast. Where can they find you, Aaron? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at double AA row. You can find all these links and more on our link tree. Lastly, if you want to support us and a small business, Twisted Allure, you can use our code BHO podcast for 5% off. Come listen if you dare. I'm your host, Dustin. And I'm your co-host, Aaron. And today, we are paying attention to a very difficult film. Um, this is back in um, 1978. It's um, I Spit in Your Grave. In this episode, we kind of wanted to make this more of an awareness um, episode and not so much of just a straight, let's just talk about the film and go from there. Because uh, I know especially this day and age, there's so much shit that goes on out in the world and whatever's going on right now in like the Ukraine and Russia and stuff like that. I mean, that's a whole different topic other than like what's going on in this. But um, yeah, I, I just figured uh, since we're doing a bunch of well-known films and this one's pretty much a well-known film, it has been remade, there's been um, two sequels and I just learned there was another one that this put out in 2021, which is weird that they're even still doing like this type of revenge film. There's a lot of different revenge films out there. There's actually a lot on Shudder too. Um, Aaron, I know I did show this at one of the Halloween parties, but I did the remake. So I know you were saying earlier that you're like, oh, I think I've seen this one before. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they're very, very closely like remade and like shot. Yeah. But um, before we get into like all like the, the um, hotlines and stuff that you guys can go and call in case if you know you or somebody has you know ran into assault of any sort or anything like that, but what did you think of this film before we uh, jump into it? Um, well, it is hard to watch. <laughs> yes, and so, and, and some parts. Um, but it just makes you root for her that much more, though. Mm-hmm. I guess in a way. 
Um, no, it's kind of it's like one of those movies. It's kind of hard to talk about without like exactly. I don't know, but um, I do like though that she gets her you know her revenge and oh I think, totally you know, she's a badass bitch you know, um, but yeah and no, I. I, I I thought it was a really cool movie. Um, like I said, kind of fucked up at times, but you know it's horror. Yeah. It's you know you want it's made to make you uncomfortable. Yeah, and it's also an exploitation film too. So that's why, yeah. why it really makes you feel uncomfortable. This is mm-hmm. kind. Of, I want I don't want to put this on the same pedestal as like Cannibal Holocaust, but this is like another one of those films that people don't really talk about or afraid to talk about it just because of the subject and all the shit that happens in it. Yeah. Um, but I feel like this is a film that needs to be talked about. Uh, whether, I don't know if it's just you and your buddies or something like, Hey dude, I saw this film the other night. It's called I spit in your grave. And I can't, oh, that sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> and then you go and watch it and you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? You know? <laughs> and just the way this whole film is shot, it's, I think it's, for how like you were saying how dark of a film this is it is so beautifully shot uh the scenes are really really good i think a lot of this was probably recorded with a handheld i'm mm-hmm. not entirely sure but the whole opening shot i think was uh oh, definitely but this this is just one of those films it's like i was really hesitant of putting this on the list for this year but i was like fuck it we need we need to start doing harder films uh and not just like the the fun and hey that's really fucking stupid all oh, those effects are really really cool mm-hmm. um and also to kind of the hard hitters though yeah, yeah. But we also kind of need to like bring attention to a lot of the shit that happens in the world like uh like every day like this shit happens every day it doesn't mean it's just in the united states it could be and everywhere it, wherever you're living i'm sure that you may have um, heard or knew somebody who was assaulted in some sort of way. I really hope it wasn't to this extent because this is, it's really, really, really hard to watch. Um, funny enough, <laughs> I saw this film when I was, I want to say 14, because uh, I used to have Damn. cable. So I, I would just go and, you know, just like go and see, hey, what's on Stars? Because that's what we had. That was like our our movie channel that we had at my house, and he usually had a pretty good selection of um, horror movies. Because this is like about the time I was starting to get into them. I saw um, Night of the Living Dead. I was like, oh yeah, this is fucking awesome. Um, I saw Halloween after I got over, you know, being so scared. But um, yeah, I was just scrolling around, and I saw oh, there's this movie that's gonna play called I Spit on Your Grave at like four o'clock in the afternoon. So um, this is like on a weekend. I think I was actually home alone, if I remember correctly. Um, yep, uh, I think I was just starting. Well, I was ending middle school, and I was about to start high school. Uh, I think um, mm-hmm. so. I was just scrolling, and the movie came on. I was like, "Oh, this seems like a nice, fun, weird movie." Mike, I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen. But I started watching it, and then I, I realized, me and my fourteen-year-old brain was like, "This is something I should not be watching right now." <laughs> Um, you watched it anyway. I watched it, and it, funny enough, after that too, um, I I started watching like um, a lot of trauma films. So I I saw like Toxic Avenger, um, and and I saw um, War. There's a lot of like weird exploitation films. I started really falling into. I watched all the Toxic Avengers. I saw the one when he went to like fucking like Japan and stuff. That was really <laughs> funny. Um, 
but those ones are more comical and like they do have serious matters to them but they're more comical and a lot more satire when this one's just literally in your fucking face yeah. the whole movie the suspense is really good the acting it's a 70s film but i think it's pretty good because everybody tries to play like they're a real person yeah up until like the end is when it starts getting a little a little wacky <laughs> but um yeah, i mean bit. it, it kind of has to with the the themes that it has it needs yeah. to balance itself out in some way uh but yeah 14 year old me after just watching a bunch of slashes and stuff i thought it was just going to be another slasher movie technically kind of is but um not really <laughs> uh but yeah just at a really early age i saw this film and i was just like what the fuck and then I learned that there were um, remakes, and then I watched those years later because a friend of mine had the box set of them all. I'm like, dude, really? You would have these. Um, but there's a couple of um, helplines and hotlines I, I want to kind of put out there for anybody who has struggled with an assault, um, for anybody who knows somebody who's gone through assault. Um, at any point, uh, I just want everybody to know that there's people out there that are going to help to the best of their ability people are going to listen like aaron and i i mean that's not really our expertise to like you know help people in like the the assault <laughs> area but if you need someone to just talk to i'm on dms all the time so feel free to just message us if you just need somebody to kind of vent to or anything and we can kind of uh point you in the right direction hopefully so the first one i want to do is the national sexual assault hotline and it's one eight hundred six five six four six seven three. So you can call that. That's that's like a like anything, anything sexual assault related. It doesn't have to be rape. Yes, we're going to be saying that word a lot in this. I know it's kind of like a banned word, but we kind of have to. We could just say our word, but I hate saying that because this sounds worse. Um, and not that rape is a good word anyway. But uh, and another one is a National Suicide Prevention Hot um, Lifeline. So this is for yeah anybody. This it doesn't have to be linked to an assault. It's like everybody has their their down days. I've had my down days. Aaron's had his down days. Everybody has. But if you guys need someone to talk to, this is it. So the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. And I strongly, strongly encourage anybody who is dealing with anything, please reach out to those numbers. It, even if it's not you personally just make sure you spread the word yeah tell somebody that you know about it especially if you know that they've been through it and also call your your local police department 911 they're there to help you i know a lot of people are you know still kind of iffy with police and shit but like please somebody who's doing something that you know about that's not good and also help somebody who needs it you know um but that's pretty much my uh speech i want to do before we jump into this film and go through all the um facts and people that star in the film and whatnot uh aaron is there anything you want to add to this before we start jumping in is there anything you want to voice to everybody i think you pretty much covered it all okay everything that i would have you know gone with so all right uh, we can jump right into the cast if you'd like yeah so we'll just um ease our way into this so who played in this um fantastically disgusting film <laughs> um so you got jennifer who is uh played by uh, mm -hmm. 
Um, I think she's probably been in a few other things. She's known for I Spit a New Grave, mm-hmm. of course. I Spit a New Grave. Uh, oh, that's a new one. So she's in the, the newest, newest remake. Um, I might need to check that out now. She isn't it. Savage Vengeance. Um, Holly Hollywood. A Holy Hollywood. Can't Twilight. Um, and then you have Johnny, who's, oops, portrayed by Aaron Tabor. Okay, he's one of the, uh, main bad guys. Um, he is. He's the, uh, gas attendant, I believe. Yeah, he's mostly done, like, production work, it looks like. And then, oh, really? Like, and some more exploitative films, yeah, it looks like? Yeah, a couple of okay. small ones. Um, then you got Richard, oh. <laughs> Richard Pace, who uh, plays Matthew. Mm, okay, Matthew. Uh, we'll we'll talk about this guy in a bit because I have a few things I want to say about Matthew. <laughs> um, yeah, nothing much. Yeah, I I figured with a film like this, they this is a a, yeah. a point in time also where the, the video nasties were around and where everybody was like, these are banned movies, you can't watch these. And I I think this may have been a banned film at one point, um, but I'm not entirely sure. That might be in the facts on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Um, but um. Yeah, I feel like if you associate with a film like this during that time, you probably wouldn't get a lot of work elsewhere. That's that's how I feel anyway. Because like a lot of times when I listen to interviews of people, um, like years and years later, like yeah, I couldn't find work for anything. I, all I could do was just be like a stage crew. Yeah, that was like it. I couldn't really act because of just how ridiculous the the film was. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then just a lot of like small, small name. Yeah, it's a very, very... Background characters. Yeah, it's this very small cast, and that's all it really needs, to be honest. Yeah, um, but the movie was directed by um, Mayor uh, Zarki, or Zarchi. What else did he do? Did um, he direct anything else? Let's see. Oh, that's funny. It looks like his, um, his siblings may have been the kids. That's funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So he actually played a part in the remake and the ones that happened after. Mm-hmm. Producer. Uh, Don't Mess With My Sister. Uh, Holy Hollywood. Spitting okay. Grave. I Spit in Grave 2. I Spit in Grave 3. <laughs> to be honest, um, I re- actually really enjoyed I Spit in Grave 3. I think that was the one when the lady gets like kidnapped and she's like brought to like Russia or something like that and finds her way back to New York and she like lives in like the, the underground um, like the sewers and stuff, and this mm-hmm. goes ballistic. Um, let's see. And then... Any good trivia. facts or anything like that? Uh, all four male actors have asked to appear naked in the film to remove awkwardness or embarrassment about their own nudity and to show solidarity for Camille Keaton, who spends much of the film nude. Yeah, and that's um another thing, because uh, I think I... Yeah, I have all the... um the newer I Spit New Graves other than the 2021 one and for like the behind the scenes of the remake like the, the proper remake the the whole cast is like yeah we had we had like sessions every single day talking to each other to make sure that we were all like mentally okay of doing these scenes we also had to make sure that you know the, the female um, actor was okay and that she was able to go and 
you know, do these things. So they they were very delicate with what they were doing because obviously it's a very intimate but rough and gross acts that happen in these films yeah. that you, you kind of have to be um, aligned with everybody and make sure everybody's sticking the same thing, make sure you guys are all okay and not doing anything too crazy. So that's, that's good that they were all like willing to be like, okay, let's just do all this just for her to make sure that she's comfortable. You know, it's fucking awkward. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so as you may know, the film was originally released under the name Day of the Woman, mm-hmm. um, which was received poorly, um, but then it was renamed to I Spit in Your Grave after a 1959 French drama. Um, and then, oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, let's see. One crew member quit during filming of the second rape scene. He simply couldn't stomach any more violence. The film's makeup artist quit the film halfway through. She had been gang raped and couldn't bear to relive the horror of her attacks. Oh, fuck. Even though she was aware of the film's plot before agreeing to work on it. Maybe she thought, okay, so I was in, I was in the, I was there, actually there. This actually happened to me, so I can actually like make things look the proper part. Even though I feel like if you're being gang raped, you're not really conscious in there anyway, and the, it That's clearly like, shows yeah. in this film that you're just you're fucking disassociated from everything Mm -hmm. um but yeah dude that's fucking rough i would have been like no you're not gonna be part of this you need you need to be over getting like help with what you need and i don't want you a part of this because of what you went through and i know it's gonna be hard on you but yeah then again this was the 70s oh wow this movie features the longest rape scene in film history at roughly 25 minutes. Wow. I'm glad nobody topped that, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad nobody tried to top that. Uh, the scar on the left side of Jennifer's face is real. The results of a car accident in Camille Keaton's youth. In the post-trauma scenes, the makeup artist exaggerated it. In the opening and closing scenes, it was hidden under a thin layer of foundation. That's what I figured. Because even like looking at it, I was like, oh, wow, that actually looks really, really real. Um... So, cool. Yeah. Good job on them. Um, Mir Zarki said he was inspired to make the film after helping a young woman who had been raped. He said that um, he, a friend, and his daughter were driving by a park, and they saw a young woman crawl bloodied and naked out of the bushes. They picked the girl up, took his daughter back home, and talked with a friend about whether they should take her to the hospital or the police. Both? Yeah. Hospital and then get the police. Uh, they decided to take her to the police first, and oh. the officer, who Zarchi described as not fit to wear the uniform, insisted she answer questions about her salience before she went to the hospital. <sighs> Even though her jaw was broken, she could barely talk. Finally, Zarchi insisted to the officer that they take her to the hospital right away, and he later found out the girl was attacked while taking a common shortcut to meet with her boyfriend. Soon afterward, the girl's father sent Zarchi a letter of thanks for helping his daughter and offered him a reward, which he turned down. Oh, wow. Good on him, man. I mean, it sucks that you're pulling inspiration to something as gross as this for actually, like, seeing it firsthand and, like, actually helping somebody. So it's a good thing he didn't just, like, it wasn't like, yeah, I saw someone, like, getting, like, raped over there, but I drove (laughs) away. No, it's good. It's good. Same for anybody. I mean, as much as it's probably really awkward or really hard to stomach, if you see anything going on like this, try to break it up if you can. Um, and, and help somebody who 
you know, needs help and don't just leave them there just to be broken and scarred and beaten, you know, it's, um, it's a very cruel world out there and just knowing that shit like this happens almost every single day is really gross. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, it's just, it's really hard to, like, even think about knowing that there's maybe somebody who was, like, listening to our podcast that something like that may have happened to them. I really hope that's not the case. But if if it was, and if it is, please make sure you reach out to one of those numbers. Please. Please, please, please. Um, see, Friday the 13th Part 2 was filmed in the same location. Where yeah, I think I heard that. I definitely heard that somewhere. This was filmed in Connecticut, right? Mm-hmm. I think so, because they even put it at the end of the credits. So, I mean, we live in Massachusetts, so we're really not far from um, Connecticut at all. Yeah. Um, Any other, like, noteworthy stuff, or is everything kind of just, yeah? Let's see. The character of Matthew is inspired by a mentally disabled man who worked in Mir Zarki's building. <laughs> wow, he's just pulling inspiration from everybody. I know, right? Um, he prefers the title Day of the Woman. I would too. I mean, if I mean, that's what he originally intended it to be, you know. Then yeah, it's it's literally just like it's. It doesn't as, sound as like. Yeah. Like, as much as like some people may not think of it this way, but I really think this is kind of like a woman empowerment movie. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of like awful things that happen, but just to show that um, Jennifer by herself can. She came back. And, she can just fuck these guys up. And just use the tactics. Yeah, she was using tactics um, that they were um, looking for, like things that they were looking for in her. She was using against them. Um, I mean, I guess some people probably be like, oh my god, she's being like a fucking slut. Like, no, she's not. She's not. And I've definitely, um, over the years, from friends that I used to associate with um and people who have seen this movie to be like oh at the end she's just being a fucking slut it's like no she's trying to get back what's hers man they fucking took so much from her left her broken beaten scarred bleeding fucking ripped and And then some (laughs) like she needed to do something to get back i mean was there actually i don't even know is there any better way to get back at people at that point i mean I don't think there is. I, I think like what she did is as extreme as it is. But then again, what they did to her was really fucking extreme, and it violated her in so many ways. And ugh, it's yeah. just so fucking gross, man. That's why I'm happy we're talking about this film, but I'm also not happy that we're talking about this film. <sighs> that pretty much it. Not really. All right. Do we have any um, reviews or anything on IMDb? That's um noteworthy or do we want to jump over to um, Rotten Tomatoes um, so let's see Tomatoes alright let's do it I have a feeling it's all probably going to be low as fuck because it's an exploitation film and um, they're always low the tomato meter 53% oh um, I mean it's low but it's like slightly above average yeah. how many reviews 38 Oof, I, I don't blame <laughs> them for not wanting to watch this movie right. Um, and then forty percent for the audience score. That's ten thousand plus ratings. Wow. Okay. I mean, does it deserve those ratings? Maybe just because of how like some people say this is just an an, an unwatchable film. Um, 
is difficult to get through. Um, you definitely probably wouldn't want to watch this again. Even though I'm weird and I actually really enjoy this film, but it's just not something I uh, I go to often. Yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely um, a film that you need to watch at least once. Like when we're doing Martyrs, like that's a film that you need to watch at least once. Um, and funny enough, uh, I think all of the um, those types of movies are coming over to Shutter. Uh, what the fuck are they called? French. Um, French ex ex exploit no exploit. God I'm so awful the, like the French movement of like really extreme oh, films I know what you're about, so but I think like those are all coming to Shudder I think next month and Martyrs is one of them so oh, if you guys yeah. haven't seen Martyrs and it's a movie you're kind of like eh. uh, if you don't want to watch it just listen to our review we go through everything and it was Aaron's first time watching it and I think <laughs> I actually had to watch it with you. I think I think that's what uh, we did. Like we did like that's a when Zoom. We were doing it over Zoom. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's when right. we, we yeah. were watching it over Zoom, and I was we like, it gets it pretty <laughs> fucking rough, and the ending is like, whoa. Um, and was one last thing with Martyrs. I was on Twitter, and people were like talking about all the movies coming. He's like, some guy was like, yeah, I love Martyrs. I watch that almost every single day. It's such a great movie. I'm like, what? How can Dear you God. sit through this every single day? Fuck. Mm, right. Uh, but um, back to I Spit in Your Grave. Sorry. <laughs> Um, let's see. The film is a reaction to a system that allows rape to thrive and punish by using cinema to expose and punish the perpetrators. Is that a bad review? A good review. Oh, I was going to say, that sounds, um, pretty good. (laughs) Um, Zarki's refusal to place a musical score or focus on Keaton as a a titillating object of desire adds to a sense of complete discomfort in long, unyielding sequences from which is no escape. Which I'm I'm thinking back now. Uh, I didn't hear any fucking score and just like those mm-hmm. scenes where it's like just her in the woods by herself, yeah. like. Mm-hmm. And um, like when Matthew's like on him, and I was, <sighs> yeah. I was like, I was just like, I like, I was watching it, but I was just like thinking back to me being so young, just watching that, and I know I I was just like, I can't. I think I actually turned the volume all the way down for that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's true. Um, the entertainment value is really only for horror and exploitation enthusiasts. Uh, I guess. Okay, whatever. Um, director Miyazaki may have been trying to make a point about the horrors of rape, brutality, revenge, and reprisal, but he simply isn't a good enough director to extract any revelance and nuance from his exploitative material. I think he did a great job with, um, because this film, it's slow. It, it is kind of slow, but you for what he's doing, it needs to be that way. It can't be rushed. Mm-hmm. It need, you need to go through the stages. You need to feel everything. So that might be one thing that's going to like um, put a lot of people off with just a slow... It's not a slow burn. It's just slow. Yeah. Um, gruesome and incredibly exploitive. Um, however... Uh, for better or for worse, I Spit in Your Grave shows us the raw, shocking reality of rape and all its bloody viciousness. Which it gives people, yeah, like, and it does give up people a real look on what, you know, these victims are going through. Yeah, and especially with him being someone who saw it kind of firsthand and also having a makeup artist who was actually, like, gang raped. Yeah. That's, it, it's gonna be in your face. <sighs> but, um, I think that's probably yeah. enough for reviews and whatnot, and... We can start with um, going into I Spit on Your Grave, 1978, right? Yep. Um, I can start off, Aaron, if you 
yeah. late because I think you started last week. Yeah. Um. So this this film uh, it opens up with um. Take off your clothes. I don't like women giving me orders. I spit on your grave. What you are about to see did happen. On your grave. This woman will soon cut, chop, break, and burn five men beyond recognition. And there isn't a jury in this country that will convict her. I'll give you something to remember for the rest of your life. I spit on your grave. Relax. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll make you feel like you've never felt before. God bless your hands. Wait do you feel this. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. No. No, not I spit on your grave. Excuse me. What do you want? It's you I want. and it's just a, a panning of a street and it's like apartment buildings and maybe a hotel and I think they're using a handheld I think most of this film may, may have been with a handheld but I'm not entirely sure um, so we see uh, a lady who we will find out is um, Jenny or Jennifer is packing bags and she's getting in a car and she's just going on a trip so we're like oh okay so it's kind of a peaceful uh, little trip here just driving down a lot we're focused on her a lot um and just going through the sceneries she's going to like fields um highways under the town and then um she finally reaches upon a gas station a very very small gas station it reminds me a lot of like texas chainsaw massacre yeah. it has like that little bit of a filter on it too but then again this was the 70s they all kind of did especially with the exploitation films so um she just uh, arrives 
tells the uh, the gas attendant to just fill it up. And she gets out, and you see these two other guys just um playing with a knife, or whatever, like into the ground. So that's like kind of like your first like weird like I don't know red flag. I guess it's like what the fuck are these guys doing? They're trying <laughs> to stab it into the ground perfectly. Um, but she gets out and she's walking. She's like, oh, it's so good to stretch my legs. And um, she's just walking back and forth. And we see the gas attendant kind of just like watching her. But we don't really know what the um, the thoughts or intentions are of this. We just think, okay, it's just a guy just saying, oh, it's a beautiful place to be over here. You're going to enjoy it a lot. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, um, I rented this place, but I've never been there. So um, she, she kind of like told him where it was. Um, she's like, yeah, I'm going to go in there and whatnot. And I always find it funny when we like watch older films and it's people like filling up their their um, tanks. And he's like, "Yeah, it's gonna be five twenty. I'm just like, "Oh, five twenty, dude. <laughs> no, that one, a gallon. <laughs> no, it's barely anything nowadays." So I'm like, "Damn!" She fills it up and um, just goes home. Uh, we don't see those guys uh, for a while, actually. So she goes home, just arrives, uh, kind of just looking through the place, um, checks out the yard. Um, and then just out of nowhere, she's like, oh, there's a lake here. Fuck, let's go skinny dipping. Mm-hmm. So she, uh, this is like our first nude scene of just her just floating around and um, just kind of enjoying life, getting away from the city, uh, just trying to relax after, I think she said, what, it was like three hours, three hour yeah. drive or something like that. So, I mean, I guess I probably would too, but I would have been maybe wearing something. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, like when you look where she is, there's nothing. Yeah. It's just woods everywhere. Um, then we cut back to her being in her room. She's putting away her clothes, and then she just finds a random handgun in one of the drawers. So I was like, maybe it was from a previous owner, or maybe the person who sold it just left it in there for somebody. Um, we don't really get too much backstory on that, and you don't really need it. Um, so she's doing that, and um, there's now a knocking on the door. And we get introduced to Matthew. Matthew, and um, I guess uh, where she is, they have like a local like supermarket grocery store who like delivers food. So he just rides his bike and he delivers it to people, and I guess he gets tips or whatever from doing that while also working in the store. So it's kind of like a good Samaritan, you know, um, what we think anyway. Mm. So yeah, he's um, bringing in the groceries and asking her about oh where are you from and what do you do and she's like oh I'm from like New York he's like oh New York that that's an evil place and, and she's like oh well here's some evil money from that evil place and um, she says that I'm uh, a writer uh, I did a couple of short stories but they're only in like women's magazine and um, he's like oh well I don't, I don't really read any of that but I don't know who you are uh, but then he's like, out of nowhere, do you have any boyfriends? <laughs> She's like, I have lots of boyfriends. And then uh, he's like, oh, crap, can I be one? She's like, you can be one of my friends. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he gets all giddy and um, this kind of uh, goes away. And then he uh, goes to the gas station. We arrive back at the place where we saw it before with her meeting the attendant but she wasn't really introduced to the other two guys i don't think i think they were just like looking at her and whatnot and then this is when we realized that matthew is kind of a part of whatever kind of click or gang whatever just friends over there and then he just says i saw her tits i really did and it's <laughs> like yeah she was wearing like a loose shirt but she's out in the woods by herself it's probably fucking hot as shit yeah but she's she's dressed you know 
nice. She's not like house. really trying to show off anything. She's not, you know, how people say like, oh my god, they're dressed like that, so they're just fucking asking for it. No, no. This is kind of like what he's doing here. It's like, yeah, this is like saw her tits. Yeah. Um. And then um, the group uh, decided to go fishing very, very late at night. And um, I don't really remember the other guy's name. I don't remember it's Matthew and Stanley. Like yeah, and the, the Johnny main... and Andy. Yeah, so Johnny is the gas attendant and Andy is the guy with the um, the suspenders. And then Stanley is the guy who always has his fucking shirt off. Yeah, I noticed that. So for some reason he always has a shirt off. So yeah, they're just kind of talking. And I think it's um, Andy who's like saying... Yeah, man. Um, I, I can't wait to go to New, to New York because all all the bitches just want to get fucked. Like essentially, they're saying like women, all they want is just to be, you know, having sex all the time. <laughs> and like, yeah, I'm gonna go to um, California. It's like, yeah, well, man, the Sunset Strip is hot. And it's like, oh my god, these guys are such degenerates, such degenerates. And um, and then they're like, oh yeah, well, Matthew's a virgin. He's like, yeah, well, we're gonna go get him abroad. <laughs> and then this is kind of like what what starts um. The, the whole downhill of uh, this movie and then kind of uphill later so yeah they're like all kind of talking to him and like saying yeah we're gonna get you on um, we're gonna make sure that you, you you're not a virgin anymore um, so that's pretty much that scene and then we cut back to um, Jenny yeah she's out canoeing yeah she's out in her boat if you want to take it for a little okay. bit Aaron why yeah. not alright so um yeah, she's relaxing, uh, chilling in her canoe, just trying, you know, she's just trying to get away from things, mm-hmm. you know, be on vacation. So, and then <clears throat> the boys, we'll call them, the yeah. gang, um, they decide to um, circle her boat with their little speedboat. Kind of being pricks. They all started too. She was in the hammock at first, and then like they mm-hmm. were like just trying to be annoying. So she just like, oh, I'm just gonna go into the boat, and that's when they decide to pull up to her, and they grab her boat, they mm-hmm. tie a rope, and they start dragging her around. Um, she's grabbing off for dear life. You can tell she's fucking terrified. Mm-hmm. So they pull her ashore where she meets Johnny again. And you have Matthew hiding behind in the bushes. Um, so <clears throat> then when she realizes what's going on, that they plan this all out to drag yeah. her away and you will know, have their way with her. Um, so, um, but they brought, they also did so Matthew can lose his virginity. Yeah, it's like so fucking stupid. Uh, like, fucking- this whole premise is like. Oh, it's because you're a virgin, so we're gonna go and just have you rape this woman. Like, that's not how you do it. Like, yeah, who gives a fuck if this guy is a, is a virgin? Also, they're kind of also playing at the fact that like he may be maybe gay mm-hmm. um, and, and whatnot. So it's yeah. it's just dumb. But anyways, um, yeah. So she puts up a fight. She punches Johnny. She tries to hit him with the oar. They drag it away. Then um, she ends up uh, running into the woods. They chase her down. Mm. They rough her up. So they have her pinned down on a rock. And they're all grabbing her legs. And um, tell Matthew, go ahead. Go lose your virginity. Go do your thing. And he's like, I can't. I can't do it. Not in front of everybody. I can't. Um, So then um, Johnny's like, you know what? Fuck it. 
I'm gonna rape her instead. As if, like it's, somebody, as if like somebody has to do it. Yeah, he's like, just like, he's like, oh, well, it looks like I, I might as well. It's like we're already here. You don't want to do it. Fuck it, just I'm such gonna a do it. Piece of shit mindset. Um, <laughs> fucking gross. It yeah. really is. So, and like the other thing is, you like you essentially see everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a few things you don't see, like obviously, like it, it going yeah. in and stuff. But like you get the idea. That oh, it's yeah. happening, and, and it's still very detailed, though, and oh, and so he's just so very rough. visceral, yeah. very very visceral, and once you see it, it does not leave your head. <laughs> I I know from experience from being fucking fourteen, and it still like lives in my head. Mm-hmm. It's just it's so fucking gross, man, and and just feeling so bad for her because you can see that she's just like she can't do anything. She's being held down by three other dudes mm-hmm. and just getting raped by this one guy viciously. And, mm-hmm. like, I mean, obviously, some of like, the actions are like over exaggerated, but it's for a reason because yeah. it's, a, it's a movie. Um, but fuck, man, like, it really makes you feel like you're there and you're witnessing this. And also, once again, with like not having a score there and you're just hearing all the groans and like the everybody yeah, like holding just, her down and like things breaking in the background and like this nature is so oh just the screams mm-hmm. it's awful man yeah but uh so that happens um and then they decide after all um you know she's basically fucking dying um to uh, let her go, and where she wanders off into the woods, she crawls mm-hmm. off, and these some these sick fucks decide to track her down again. Where and they move really fast. Just, I know. Just gonna say. Yeah, like she. It's like you see her going through the woods, and then all of a sudden they're like surrounding her again. She sees um, one guy, like I think it's Andy, and then she starts to see the other ones forming like a circle around her, and she's just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And then. So they do their whole ritual again, and uh, he ends up raping her. Um, yeah, this time her. It's, um, it's, it's Andy, I believe. Yeah, it's Andy this time, and he does it in her ass, mm. um, which is fucked up. Yeah, um, and then after that, you see her bleeding like everywhere. Yeah, it's like fuck. It's awful. Um, like, and I, it's I, like I, just like you can see he's oh, just the. Mm-hmm. For, like the force behind like uh, and he like starts crying after too yeah so it's like you like you're the real pussy you <laughs> fuck you can't even handle that like Jesus, don't Jesus Christ someone. I mean don't guys if you have intentions of doing this you're fucked that's Shit. all I'm saying if you have this like in the back of your mind you are like so far gone and not a part of this society at all yeah uh, I really hope we don't have any who listens that thinks like I'm gonna go fucking rape somebody today. Right. Uh, I really hope that nobody thinks that. Um, I mean, it's one thing if you're like in a relationship and you have like um, there are people who have like you know fantasies and shit like they have rape fantasies, but that's like in a safe thing. That's something you do with somebody you've been with, you know, and mm-hmm. that's like something you talk about and whatnot. But you're not actively going out there and sexually assaulting somebody. Yeah, right, just, just to, to do, do it. it. I mean, there's no reason whatsoever anyone should do it. No, but... or assault anybody in any sort of way is just no. completely unnecessary. And you're just a fucking animal. And you deserve to be treated like a fucking animal. Yeah. Not the good kind. No. <laughs> um, 
so um, Matthew decides to stick back again and um, just watch them go at it and they end up escaping on their little fucking speedboat um, where meanwhile Jennifer manages to crawl back to her house which imagine that fucking hike dude and like the pain that she's in and you see it with her just laying there so limp she's dead dude she's yep. so broken she's so beaten and you know, just like she's probably like oh this is the lowest that point in my life so she finally makes it home she's relieved for a second she grabs the phone mm, yeah this part like i the, i remember the whole this whole scene so so vividly in my mind like even like before watching this, I was like, "This scene's gonna happen, and I'm not gonna like it. Yeah. I'm not gonna like it. I can deal with the other ones as much, even though they're really, really bad. But this one stuck with me so much just because of how fucked up it is. Yeah, like you think for she's they kind of basically. I mean, if like I don't know the way I'm kind of seeing it, Matthew was like, you know, he can't clearly can't like make decisions for himself. He yeah. doesn't know right from wrong. He no. just wants to be cool in these guys' eyes. So he's kind of, in a way, he's a victim. No, I'm not going to say he's a victim, mm -hmm. but, like, you know, they manipulated him into doing this fucked and that, up shit. And yeah, that's one thing I wanted to talk about Matthew, too, before we get into this whole thing. Is like, this movie kind of makes you want to like Matthew. He's more you feel of a, bad almost. But. Yeah, you feel bad, and also he's very, um, he's nice. Uh, you can see, but obviously his intentions are what is being fed to him yeah it's not of his own and they even say oh he's like um what do they say he's half stupid mm -hmm. or whatever to say um, um half wit or something like that yeah so yeah. it's really fucked that these guys are just taking advantage of that fact that yeah he's not and smart just and... make him do all the things that they don't want to do but then again they're doing all like the really 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 bad it's things. just fun to them you know they just yeah. make fun of this dude and yeah, I just I don't know like in a way I really do feel bad for Matthew uh, but he because you do learn how disposable he is to them at, yeah. um, eventually in the movie so yeah and also what happens next um, I could talk about this if you want Aaron yeah. since you talked about the other ones so yeah she finally makes it home she um, just has like a loose shirt on the porch which she's putting it on at this point as I feel is more of like a comfort thing like she's been so violated she's broken like i'm saying like over and over she's broken beaten and scarred literally yeah um so she um just you know finds a shirt she just puts it on she's like i'm home uh the only thing i can do is just crawl so she puts on a shirt she crawls and she makes it to the phone and once again no music it's all just focused on jennifer and her agony at this point she makes it to the phone she can barely fucking like dial anything and as soon as the operator picks up motherfucker comes and just kicks the fucking phone and like that's a that scared the fuck out of me as a kid too because mm -hmm. it's so oh my god just imagine like you're in your safe place yeah you, right. you're you're renting this place yes do they know where you live yes they do but in your mind you they think that you're not going anywhere you're mm -hmm. dead in the woods. You, you are already fucking broken. Um, so when you find out that they're all in your house waiting for you, have been waiting there for who knows how long, probably hours, thinking that you're going to go home, you're going to call the police, and they're there, and you put up a fight with whatever 
kind of energy you have left. This is obviously pure adrenaline at this point because uh, yeah. you there's no way that you have this energy. So this is adrenaline. This is literally fighting for your life. There's no fight or flight. This is literally fight. You need to fight. You tried um, fleeing before, didn't didn't work out too well, and now you think. Okay, if I maybe put up a fight, there's a lot of stuff in, in the living room I can use. I can throw chairs at people. I can um, try to stab somebody. No, not with four guys who are surrounding you and they're in your own house. That is just so fucking scary. Yeah. Just knowing that at any moment someone can be in your house, let alone four people that you just encountered multiple times and have gotten destroyed. So, um, yeah, they decide to kick the phone, and then they are drinking. They found um, some drinks, and so uh, I think Andy starts. No, it's um, Stanley starts drinking, yeah. and then he tosses it to Johnny. I think that's his name, right? Johnny. He yeah. starts drinking, and then Matthew takes a swig, and like, all right, Matthew, he's ready to do it. <laughs> so now he comes, and he finally has to quote unquote courage to do what they wanted him to do in the first place so he decides to do it she's just dude this is the hardest this is the hardest to watch because she's she's disassociated she's not there she's literally knocked out yeah they have to unconscious like they have to pour whiskey or something on whatever liquor it is on her face to wake her up and as she wakes up what she sees is fucking matthew's face and that's what you see too, as the viewer. You see his face is doing, doing this, and and then he just says, "I can't come, I can't come." It's like good, not with you, you watching. So um, they uh, he he stops, and they're all like, "Oh, Matthew, you're fucking pathetic. You can't even do what you can't do, and you're fucking jerking off." <laughs> and once again, she's still just so fucking beaten, um, and then. Uh, they look to Stanley, and now Stanley, I don't know, for some reason, they were kind of, it seems like taunting him a little bit to do it too. But he starts, starts to be a, even more of an asshole, I feel, because he starts slapping her around, mm-hmm. and, then she, and he's like, suck it, bitch. And then, like, oh, yeah. I right then and there just fucking bite the thing off. Kind of reminds me of um, American Psycho, where he's like, don't just look at it, eat it. Yeah. Yeah, this is so it's so fucked. And like even like they're like mocking her writing too, and like rip up her uh, whatever she was writing before all this shit went down. Um, and then they kind of you know just leave her there, go back to their boat, and then they go, Matthew, I I got one thing I gotta like I need you to do. Um, and like I'm not mad at you anymore or whatnot. And this is another thing they do is that they manipulate him a lot. Because he gets really upset, and they call him like worthless and shit. Because he couldn't, like, he couldn't come. <laughs> so he like goes off, and he's like, oh, fuck, "Matthew, come over here, man. I got one more thing I want you to do. Um, I need you to take this knife and just go kill her." They, and they're so like nonchalant about it, and uh, so they're like just casually showing him, like, "Oh, it's easy. Just stab her right here." And he's like, "Yeah, I've done it. I've done it tons of times. It's so easy. You, you just do this. Just make sure you put it in the heart." And this is when you know that he's definitely not there because he put the heart. He does on the other side of the chest, and he's like, "No, no, no, over here." He's like, "Oh, oh, okay." So you know that he, you know, he's got some sort of like learning disability or whatnot, mm-hmm. and they use that to his to their advantage. And they know that if he does it, anybody who catches it will mostly just be like, "Oh, well, he just didn't know." 
yeah. you know, we'll play off that kind of thing. I was like, oh, he just didn't know. Um, so Matthew, he takes the knife, um, goes up to the house. He's like, oh, don't leave me. Don't leave me. Like, we're not going to leave you, Matthew. We're going to stay right here at the boat. Just go and do it. So he arrives. And, you know, he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to do it. He even says, like, he's like, I'm not going to do it. She's laying there, unconscious, not moving at all. He makes it seem like he's going to, but he doesn't. And she's got a little bit of blood on her her mouth. He just wipes the blade on there to fool them, to be like, yeah, I did it. So they bring it back, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the guy's like, good boy, Matthew. <laughs> like, oh, so fucked, dude. So disrespectful. So fucked, man. And uh, then we cut back to Jennifer um, washing herself. She woke up eventually uh, and was managed to get herself upstairs into the bath and, just, you know, washing herself, tending to her wounds. You see her laying in the bed. She's got, like, cloths all over her mm-hmm. for how fucking bruised and broken she is. And, man, it must have been... We don't really get a time frame, but it must have been days. It's like two weeks, over two weeks. It's so fucked. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and you can you can go because like that's just that's oh <laughs> okay. my god. Yeah, so over the next two weeks she starts smoking and um, it talks about how she actually avoids looking at mirrors so she can't see her face mm-hmm. all fucked up and how she has like permanent scars and bruises. Do um, you blame her though? Like, would you? I mean, it's kind of s- yeah. sad that you can't look at yourself uh, or know. something. The that... fact that you can bring someone down to that point that they feel yeah that and way. you had no control of that you couldn't do shit and like they took everything from you literally you can't even look at your own self it's awful oh <sighs> so she first thing um two weeks later though after all that you know she sleeps it off not sleeps it off but you know yeah, recovers times. a little bit and she goes to church and she asks for forgiveness for what she's about to do mm-hmm um, and then she vows to kill all four of the men who violated her. Mm-hmm. And eventually they end up learning that she is still alive. And they end up beating the shit out of Matthew for lying to them about actually not killing her. Yeah, and that's like when they're in the, the ice cream shop, I think. And mm-hmm. like, oh, we haven't heard any fucking news anywhere. It's been very peaceful over here. Like, oh, Matthew yep. did it, right? He's like, yeah. He's like, where did you do it? And he was like, oh, oh, wait, no, no, I did it over on this side. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I stabbed it <laughs> right in the heart. Because, like, once again, he just doesn't know, yep. like, where the heart is or anything. So, yeah, I mean, no, I think they're kind of second-guessing him. Rightfully so, but also, like, it's still really fucked that you're, you're even asking um, if he actually did it or not. <laughs> yeah. But... Anyways, yeah, so Matthew gets beat up, and then he goes on with his life delivering groceries. Meanwhile, Jennifer's um, uh, stalking the men, the four men. Rightfully so. You you go, girl. Yeah, she's you, you gotta do what you prey. gotta do, she's man. She's getting, you know, intel, doing some reconnaissance. Uh-huh. But then um, she starts by following Matthew home from the grocery store to his home, or with his parents. Um... And then the next day, she decides to follow Johnny from the garage to his house, where she finds out he has a wife and two kids. <sighs> Just to um, add and he's on. Like, I know, to make it even worse, he's like a family man, too. It's like, you sick son of a bitch. Like, this is what you do in your free time. You go and fucking rape women, but then go home to your family like nothing is wrong. Yeah. Like, you don't deserve them. You really don't. 
No. Especially the kids. Like, Matt... You guess what's coming to them, though. Mm, yeah, they all do. <laughs> so, um, eventually one day, Jennifer ends up calling in a grocery order, knowing oh, that... I love this. Yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> knowing that Matthew will recognize the address, and that it's going to be... Or him delivering it, so he realizes that's where she lives, and he takes the groceries, and he's like... You can tell, because um, he's scared, because yeah. they're like, oh, Matthew, go deliver these groceries to this house, and he's like, ah, oh, fuck. So he's, like, stalking the shelves, and he, like, stops... Acts like he's gonna go, and they start start stalking again, and he's just like he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> so he grabs like a big ass knife from the butcher counter and hides it in his pants. Um. So, and then he goes to deliver the groceries to um, uh, Jennifer's, um, not knowing what she's gonna do. Um. So he gets to the cabin, and um. She ends up seducing him mm-hmm. and um, having sex with him under a tree. It's kind of weird that she was allowing that to happen, but I know why she was doing yeah. it. But at least at this point, she was, she was, you know, one, she was the one that was enabling it, saying yeah. to do it and whatnot. She wasn't being held against her, her will to do it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's smart, but it's also like, you're vulnerable, but yeah. So, the, uh, they're in the, you know she's letting him go at it, and she manages to slip a noose secretly around his neck mm-hmm. that she's had set up. A, oh yeah, sorry, ahead of time, going over a branch. So she climb gets pushes him off, ties the noose around his neck, and then starts pulling and mm-hmm. pulling. Meanwhile, his pants around his ankles. He's trying to run into the water, and he's just being pulled up higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like choking, full chub, just like fucking hanging yeah. there from a tree. I mean, I guess, and compared to everybody else, he kind of gets it the easiest. Yeah, I would say. Um, I mean, it's still a brutal death to be, you know, strangled and hung. Yeah. Um, but it's still way better than all the other shit that happens. Because um, it gets very brutal, especially when we get to Johnny. Oh, yeah. Um, so then she ends up... Um, uh, <clears throat> sorry. Yeah, so he's uh, he's just hanging there dangling, and eventually he ends up strangling uh, himself, or mm-hmm. she ends up strangling him. And she ends up cutting the rope and drops the dead body into mm-hmm. the river. Um, where then she then pushes his bicycle into the river in the groceries with the groceries. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like she didn't even want him. I know, right? Um, and then she calls the grocery store to say that he had never come with the the food that she ordered. I'm confused though. Wouldn't she have had to have paid for that stuff in advance? I don't know. I don't know how that shit worked back then. Yeah. They definitely had credit cards back then, right? In the seventies, probably yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Um, so, but anyways, uh, and then the next day, she drives over to the gas station. Um, where she pulls up, and Johnny kind of recognizes the car. Um, and he sees her, who it is, and um, he's she's like, oh, um. I want some gas or whatever, and she's like, "We're closed today. We're oh, it's a half day today." Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Um, so then she's just silent though the whole time, and then she ends up nodding, say for him to get in the car. So he gets in, and um, 
they end up driving off, and she stops off in this, like, road, um, out of sight, where she gets, uh, he gets out of the car, Mm -hmm. um, she's self-sitting in the car, and he's like, what, you want me to open the door for you? And he's just being a dickhead about it, so he opens the door, and she's got a gun pointed to a handgun from the the dresser. Um. Took her a while to put that into play, but. Yeah, right. she, She uses it very well. Oh, yeah. So. She um she tells him to take all of his clothes off and <laughs> um then this guy he's sitting there trying to convince her that it was her fault uh, because she was sucking him in because of what she was wearing and being revealing and that just goes back to what I was saying before it's like oh they're wearing like um low cut clothes so it means you're a slut so you're asking for it yeah and it still goes around to this day but you know you gotta ask for consent. Just because someone's dressed a certain way does not mean that they're asking for it. Okay, people? That goes for anybody. Not just for, you know, women, but also for, like, men. You know, people aren't just asking for it because of the way that they're dressing. They're dressing that way because they feel confident. Yeah. Okay? It's not because they want to get raped. Um, you know, they don't want to be looked at from by your creepy ass. No, it's like, I mean, do they... In, in some sort... Of way they want attention, yes, because they look nice. They want they want to feel appreciated, and they're dressing that way because they feel good about themselves. So of course they want people to like see them, but not in that kind of fucking way. Yeah, right. You know, um, so it's like this the classic like, oh, you asked for it because um you were showing your tits. You know, it's just like no, that's no. She wasn't whipping them out. No, she was just dressed. And Matthew, you know, Matthew said that she's that he saw her tits. It's because he was fixated on that, obviously. But it wasn't yeah. like, hey, here's my titties. Yeah, come, right. come play. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So um, she ends up uh, pretending to believe him. And she's like, oh, come back to my place. We'll have a hot bath together. Mm-hmm. And so they go back to her place. And um, uh, <clears throat> anyways, she's getting like doing it her in the mirror. He's in the bath. He's just like splashing water on himself and shit. Um, and she ends up climbing in with him, where she ends up, uh, pleasuring him with her hands underneath the water. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this scene. And then, he, meanwhile, he's talking about how Matthew's missing, and then she goes, yeah, that's because I killed him. <laughs> just so casually and yep. nonchalantly, and he's just like, no. Yeah, okay. Not, yeah, well, that, well, you, have, you have a really funny sense of humor. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you didn't fucking do that. Yeah. He just ran away. Yeah, so she's continuing to jerk him off, and she's like, yeah, I killed him. I tied a rope around his neck, and I hung him off a tree. Yeah, he's, <laughs> um, he's chilling out, all right. <laughs> um, so then um, uh, she ends up, uh, as she's doing his, her thing, he's about to finish. Um, she ends up pulling a the knife that Matthew had brought with him from underneath like a bath mat, and she ends up uh, cutting off his dick and balls yes and um the remake they do this scene but it's way more visceral because you you see everything this one it's very like under the water Mm -hmm. you don't really see it and i just i love how she just leaves him there yeah locks the door i love how she got out of the water at the right moment too like she knew it was gonna take a minute for him to start like gushing blood and yeah and she's just like okay yep and this goes turns on some opera and all you hear is oh uh, it won't stop bleeding. Yeah, it can't stop it bleeding. Won't go back on. Oh my god! It can't stop. I can't stop the bleeding. And it's just like, yeah, you Have fucking you. deserve it, you <laughs> piece of shit. She's just sitting there. It's like this is great. 
and then uh, oh, you, you, they cut to her um, washing up the uh, the tub, oh, and then yeah. you see his body. It looks like he's maybe like in the cellar or some shit. Yeah, she's dumping him like, downstairs. He's uh-huh. all like pale and like just he looks like a fucking grudge. Yeah, <laughs> piece of shit. You fucking deserve it. I can finish it, though, Aaron. Yeah. So, uh, yep, we now cut to the gas station where we see the wife of Johnny, uh, who is like, where the fuck is my, my husband? He never does this. He's a loyal husband. He's like, no, he fucking ain't. <laughs> he ain't loyal. And the kids are there. And she's, like, yelling at um, Andy and Stanley. And it's like, you need to get the fuck out of here. I don't want to see the, see your asses over here again. I'll fucking knock your heads off if you come back. Um, <laughs> and uh, so they, they walk away. Uh, she uh, is there with her kids. So they take the boat out to uh, see where Jennifer is, and she does something kind of smart here. Um, she obviously anticipates them coming by boat because they're the last two, and, they, and she knows that they they had the boat. Uh, but they also kind of do something smart in there too, but it backfires on them horribly. Um, she hears the boat. She dives into the water. Um, Stanley's on the boat, and Andy's on shore. Uh, they were going to do like a, hey, look at me. And then he comes over with a fucking axe and kills her, but it doesn't work. Um, so she boards the boat, then knocks Stanley over and toys with him for a while. <laughs> um, as Andy is like unsure watching all this from like a, a tree, he's kind of hidden. So he's like, uh, it looks like maybe he can't swim. Yeah. Um, but also she is like slightly drowning him too by uh, making that whirlpool. Yeah, she's, boat. like, going back and forth and going around him and, like, making it seem like she's going to hit him. Like, oh, uh, no, I just missed you. And he's like, oh, my God, help. Um, so she sees Andy and decides to go straight towards him. Uh, and, and he gets kind of scared and, like, loses his, his axe because she bumps into him a little bit. <laughs> and then he falls into the water to go save um, uh, uh, Stanley. Stanley. Yeah. And so they're, they group together and then they're uh, going together. Then she goes towards them. Um, she grabs the axe that uh, Andy had, and we get like a close up of it being stabbed into him. And then he's he's fucking dead. <laughs> so Andy's dead. He's now going to the bottom of the lake. And the last one is Stanley. And he's like, "Oh, come on! I just I didn't mean to do this. It was all their fault." You know the classic, like, "It wasn't me. It was them. I'm nope. sorry. I didn't mean to do that." Blah blah blah. So she's like, okay, okay, come, come. She shuts off the engine and it's like, okay, come over here. Um, motherfucker, he's so dumb, man. <laughs> he goes right up to where the motor is. He's like hanging on it and saying like, oh, please let me on board. And she just goes, suck it, bitch. <laughs> Turns on the fucking motor and he's like, ah! <laughs> and just fucking dies. Oh, man. And then we get a really nice credit screen of her just on boat, just fucking going. And then spitting on their graves spitting on their graves this for fucking... a movie called a spit on your grave though she doesn't spit on a single grave yep i'm giving it a, a zero out of ten. Zero out of ten for that yep <laughs> uh, um i might be a little biased on this um just because i have mixed feelings because this was the first exploitation film that i saw um especially at a very very young age mm-hmm. Is it a really hard movie to watch? Yes. At points, it's very, very hard. Uh, the ending is very enjoyable because um, the revenge acts, um, aspect of it really comes in handy there, and she does a great job. Mm-hmm. She's a bad bitch who, who knows how to yeah, get these guys to do what she wants. 
Um, and you know, she manipulated, manipulated them like they did to her. Yeah, and took everything from them, but more so because they're not fucking breathing. She is. <laughs> so suck it, bitch. Um, <laughs> so I might give this like a nine out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love the way it's all shot. I love how in the in your face it is. There's definitely um, exploitation films out there that are better than this, but for the revenge of uh, Jennifer doing what she was doing compared compared to other revenge films I've seen, this is pretty good. Um, I like the remake. That's another remake that I would suggest um, that I hold kind of to the um, same standards as, as this one mm-hmm. and probably just as high, but that one might be a little bit lower just because it's a remake. And I don't really like to you know, rate them the exact same. Uh, but it does do things um, in a different way. Uh, and there are more brutal kills of how the, they die. Like this one, um, I'm going to spoil it right now. This one where she ties like a guy up and he's expelled out. And she just, she has um, fucking like hedge clippers oh, and no. just fucking slices him oh, and no. just leaves him there and everything fucking pours out. Oh, and she's no. watching it. And I'm just like, oh. Mm, but the bath scene i think is in there like i was saying before and i think it's even worse oh man um but yeah there's some brutal kills in in uh the remake but for the time that this came out in 78 i mean we had texas chainsaw massacre just the same year as halloween i mean halloween's a slasher it's like way later than this like i don't even put this in the same spectrum um as halloween yeah nine out of ten yeah. It's very high, but I don't know. This is something about this film that I enjoy, even though it's awful. Yeah. Um. Well, I enjoy it for the sheer like revenge aspect of it, like the and like I think and for just in for suck it, bitch. I yeah. Guess, <laughs> that one suck line, it, bitch. Um. But like, it is a very like dark subject, very touchy subject. So I think you know some people might not. You know, but again, I feel like it's uh, it's a tough movie to talk about, but I do enjoy it for like like I said for the story. But mm-hmm. you know, and it is kind of a realistic view on you know, like what really happens realistic. in this in, to the, you know in the world. You know, this shit does happen, and like I think it can be an eye opener for you know um, some people, but. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's kind of like one thing you can't say about like a lot of horror movies. I yeah. mean, there's definitely some out there that are that do happen in, in the world, but this is something that happens. Like I was saying, like almost daily. Um, if you were to go and like this, like Google, like how many like reports of rape happen, it's a lot. Yeah. Like within a year, it's a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, but... it's like almost on the same as like accidents and shit like that. It's mm-hmm. gross. It's yep. super fucking gross. Um, but I'll give it. Seven out of ten. That that's understandable. Honestly, I thought you were gonna go lower. Just Me too. Because I was of how know, but how because of like, the content, but mm-hmm. and just the way it, it like just brutally depicts like you know the subject matter. But mm-hmm. you know it's you know I think it does have its share of like woman empowerment, and I like how she comes back and she's mm-hmm. like you know I'm gonna cut these guys' dicks off or I'm gonna you know what I mean. Yeah, I love um, the, the... It's simple, too. Like, it's kind of straight to the point. But it's also, like you said, a little slow at times. Yeah. I love the poster. It says, this woman has just cut, chopped, broken, and burned five men beyond recognition. 
Uh, she burned somebody? Oh, yeah, she throws, um... Look, she throws somebody in the fireplace with the clothes and stuff. Oh, that thing, that, that was Johnny, was Johnny, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a super fucked, man. <laughs> Is this... One thing I was... I, I like to ask about this film, because I was kind of obviously thrown into this as an early age, not knowing, mm-hmm. but... If you could do it to somebody and you would just be like, hey, I had this really fun movie I want you to watch called I Spit on Your Grave. Don't tell them any context about it or anything. Would you tell them to watch it? Like, would you, like, pull a prank on them or would you just be like, nah, that's I mean, too mean? I've, I, I've gotten somebody to watch Teeth before. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a movie. And it ended up being actually a good time, but mm-hmm. um, it was like I was staying over at my buddy's house or something like that before Warped Tour. I was like, let's watch this movie Teeth. And he was like, sure. But it ended up being like, I think we we're both stoned as hell. Would so, you, like, um, with Courtney, would you be like, hey, I want to watch that. I want to go watch this movie with you and like not tell her anything about it? I don't know if I'd do it to her, I think, because even just like some of the more mild horror stuff, she's like, oh no. When yeah. she's like, kind of like, you know, walks by and sees what I'm watching, she'd yeah. be like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> um, I think this would be a little too much for her. Yeah, I um, understand. Well, it does make you very, very queasy. And, it's and very, sick. yeah, it does make you very uncomfortable. But like, like, uh, I just think I've seen so much of this stuff at this point now that, like... It Wait until we get to Cannibal Holocaust. You honestly might throw up. I don't want to say I wasn't... I was unfazed by it, but, like, you know, yeah. it's, like... It was disturbing. Yeah, but... it's definitely disturbing. I mean, um... But... There's definitely points where this film kind of wasn't that great. Yeah. Um, not just got, because like, of the, Sleep Away uh... Camp 5 slightly, too. With just the setting. The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the whole, like, outdoors, water yeah. type thing. I like how it was only a couple locations, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, they weren't filming too much of it. Uh, so it felt very enclosed. Yeah. And she was literally in the, in the middle of nowhere, which makes it even, like... Yeah, the fact that it's, scarier. like, focused on one story, one, like, specific, like... Mm-hmm. It just makes that much... I guess... I feel like it makes it more realistic, in a way, because... Mm-hmm. And like I said, she gives more people more realistic uh, view on the shit that happens, mm-hmm. you know, now. But. Yeah, but, um, yeah, this was a tough one to get through. Um, I hope this review comes out uh, pretty good for everybody. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm tired here. That's <laughs> uh, all good. Um, so I hope this comes out, you know good for everybody and if this isn't a movie that you would want to watch just listen to the review we go through everything too much detail yeah no we it's pretty if you don't want to have images scarred into your your brain then just have voices scarred into your brain (laughs) it's it's way better trust me um but like if you are a horror fan and you haven't seen this movie and you you're like a hardcore horror fan you you like exploitation films slashes bloody um uh, even like some a little bit gory this is definitely a film you need to check out um, watch the remake as well you don't really need to watch any of the sequels after that but definitely the remake and this one uh, you can watch them in either order or whatever you please um, yeah it's definitely a really really tough movie but thankfully it's next good week in it's like own ways yeah, yeah. next week we're going to go a little bit um lighter let me just make sure I, I have we have the extras yeah, I think it's The Exorcist that's next week with our friends... Um, Horror uh, Gamer? Yep, and Gabby at um, Horror Haven. So we're going a little bit lighter. I mean, Exorcist is also kind of an intense um, film. But it's uh, not quite as, like... No. It's more religious, more supernatural. Yeah, it's not like this is going to happen to you. Not like, oh, we're going to rape you and then leave you for dead. Yeah, literally. So we got that going on. 
Um, I think another episode of the Dean of Dean's podcast will probably be coming out in the next couple of weeks. He's really busy oh, right yeah. now. So, yeah, we got a lot of shit that's going on that I'm very happy with. And I like how this year is turning out. And also, I just uh, found out that I downloaded the uh, the Good Pods um, HQ thing. I'll let you kind of like know like where you are in charts and also discover new podcasts. We are top 38 in indie fiction. That's pretty fucking cool, man. Right. And that's all thanks to you guys for listening. Continuing to support oh, awesome. Man, this... I can't... If you and think this was really... coming up. Yeah, it is. It is. That's uh, next month. Fuck. Aaron, if you thought that some of this was really tough, wait until you watch Cannibal Holocaust. I think um, I have that lined up for this year. Yeah, and if I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm just, putting it in. I'm going in open-minded. I'm just embracing it. <laughs> I, we might have to be here to watch it with for me to watch it with you to be honest that's... oh because i felt that's really hard for me to watch too yeah. but you can hold my hand yeah i will i'll, I'll get some <laughs> maybe not popcorn actually no popcorn would be okay just no meat no, no, <laughs> no meat, meat. <laughs> but uh yeah thank you guys so much for listening we will this... see you next week yeah so it's the baron's hideout podcast i was your host dustin and i was your co-host aaron stay spooky and please Please, once again, if you guys know anybody or even yourself who has ran into any kind of assault or is even having thoughts of suicide, please reach out to those hotlines that we used at the beginning of the episode. You can Google them. We'll post them in the bio, too. Yeah, I will also put those in the bio and um, just let everybody know. Thank you guys so much. I'm happy we got through this. We can move. (laughs)